Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So I've invited our beauties, Catherine Swift, the founder of Working Canadians, former president and CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, Linda Leatherdale, vice president of Cambria Canada, former money editor of the Toronto Sun, and Michelle Simpson, entrepreneur and former liberal MP, when she was parliamentary seatmate to Justin Trudeau, when they both sat in the opposition benches in Canada's parliament. They are the beauties. I'm the other part of that equation. Whew, I got it all out. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Roy and fellow beauties. Hey. <laughs> Hello. Okay. Hello. Here, <laughs> here we all are. Michelle, let me begin with you because you're the one who has the experience sitting in parliament, sitting beside the prime minister. When you found out about uh, the excerpt from the book, Indian in the Cabinet, that was published this morning in the Globe and Mail, and you read where Judy Wilson-Raybould said, I knew what he was really asking. What he was saying in that moment was he wanted he knew he wanted me to lie. And Mr. Trudeau saying that that is 100% false, that, that he never intended that and would never do that. What's your reaction to that, and what impact do you think this is going to have on the election, and what impact does it deserve to have? Well, first off, I totally believe uh, Jody's version of what transpired. And yes, I absolutely think that man would uh, would encourage someone to lie because he was capable of it himself. Uh, I'm not sure what the impact is uh, for everybody. Um, I'd like to think it would be it would make a big difference. But I know, for, speaking as one, it made all the difference to me. For the first time in my voting life, I will not be voting liberal. Wow. Now, this is quite a statement from you. You're the former seatmate, your former liberal member of parliament. You sat beside him for a long period of time in parliament, and you're saying, in your view, that you, you support the position that Jody Wilson-Draybould is saying. You believe her. You don't believe him. Absolutely. And for the first time in your life, you will not vote liberal. That's true. That's right. And is that because of Mr. Trudeau? Uh, I, I guess, you know, the rate of the pack is set by the leader, uh, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, the direction that this party's taken on so many issues uh, really isn't what I signed on for as a liberal. Linda, uh, Mr. Trudeau is trying to defend the indefensible, calling an election now. And uh, by the way, I said earlier in, in the hour what I would have liked the people who were questioning him and challenging him in the debates, the other leaders, not to just say you shouldn't have called an election during a pandemic. What they should have said was, if you are returned with a minority government, and that had to be a consideration of yours, then you knowingly have misspent half a million, or half, no, 500 million, half a billion dollars of Canadian taxpayers' money for a wasted exercise. That's what I would have wanted to see. But what are your thoughts about the Jody Wilson-Raybould story this morning 
the prime minister's reaction to that and where we stand during the election campaign now. Where, where, where do you stand? Wow. Uh, as soon as I got the Globe this morning, I read it. <laughs> and I went, way to go, Jody. And now that I've listened on your show, I've been tuned in today, Roy, that Trudeau is saying that, you know, he, he would never ask her to lie. And he's lying again. I agree with Michelle. I think it will have a bearing. I think a lot of people have lost faith and lost trust in Trudeau. And this coming out just before an election, I hope Canadians stand up and listen, because this is not the person I think we can trust to get us out of the pandemic, to get us back on the economic track. And there are so many other issues facing Canadians right now. Um I got to say, um, wow, I, I, I was blown away and I can't wait to read Jody's entire book. Okay, so now we cannot say uh, unequivocally that he's lying because we don't know. But that's 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 point of view. That's your point of view, uh, Michelle. I just have to clarify that. Um, and, and, of course, Mr. Tudor is more than welcome to come on this program and uh, debate Michelle and Linda. And our next beauty who actually thought you you didn't think of this uh, beauties and the beast that wasn't your uh, your idea i thought it was your idea but it was a, uh, it was a listener who came up with beauties and the beast but you've defended the title of our segment Catherine, <laughs> vigorously <Of course. laughs> vigorously hey i'm i'm almost 70 years old anytime anybody calls me a beauty you know knock yourself out um, <laughs> i <laughs> no i love i love our name and it it came to pass many years ago and as i recall roy it was a listener that suggested right. it because we were contemplating all kinds of you know silly names but i thought it was perfect and i still do to this day but you know as as to the jody wilson raybould thing and so on trudeau is a proven liar he's a proven liar and it, during the election, we've seen, you know, everybody dredges up past clips, past video clips and so on. And we've seen him say things like, it's cast in stone. We will have a balanced budget in 2019. We will have, you know, 2015 is the last year with first past the post voting system. Uh, we, we've seen him lie. And of course, the SNC Lavalin, he stood up beside, in front of a microphone when that Globe and Mail story broke about the disgraceful attempt to basically undermine our legal system uh, for a uh, company that he wanted to uh, make sure he could hand a bunch more taxpayer dollars to, SNC-Lavalin, he, he lied through his teeth. This guy is a serial liar, has been proven to be so time and time again. And Jody Wilson-Raybould's, her history, I don't agree with a lot of her politics, but her her track record is pretty pristine. Uh, so if it comes down to he said, she said, I'll be, I'll be believing the she in this case. And something else that I think she, something okay. she did, which again, undoubtedly put her on the wrong side of Trudeau, but it was eminently uh, defensible, was she talked about how the liberals were stacking the judiciary with all kinds of liberal candidates who were big donors to the party and so on. That she proved. She proved. Well, to remember, remember as well, Catherine. Remember as well, uh, the federal cabinet minister and I, his name is just escaping me now from New Brunswick, and there are five judges who were appointed who have an association with him, yeah. either his family or otherwise. Anyway, uh, yeah, there are. I have to now say the. Catherine is a member of the Conservative Party of Canada. I should have said that earlier because it's just required. Now, um, this this whole issue of where we stand just nine days before an election in this country, um, 
I what do you, I don't quite know how to put this. So I'm just going to go right back to basics. What do you think is going to be the result on the night of the 20th of of uh, September, early early hours of the 21st, assuming that we have our votes counted by then, as we traditionally do. What do you think the outcome is going to be? Catherine, give it to me quickly, please. Well, I, I think we're going to have a minority government for sure. But whether it's liberal or conservative, I don't know. Linda, what are your, what's uh, your thing? What's your call? I would echo the same what Catherine said. I mean, I'm hoping it's a minority conservative. That's what I would like. But it's unsure. But yes, it will. And and you're right, Roy. Waste of our tax Well, that's dollars. what should have been raised. I'm getting tired of people saying, why would you call an election during a, during a pandemic? Remind yeah. people of how much it costs. And there cannot have been a situation, Michelle, it cannot have been a situation where it would have escaped scrutiny of Mr. Trudeau and the Brain Trust and the Liberal Party of Canada that quite possibly, maybe likely, there would be a return of a, of a, of a minority government and they were just shooting for the moon um i'd have to disagree with that i think the the backroom people honestly believed that they were going to win hands down and come out of this with a majority they couldn't afford to think anything else during a pandemic so i'm convinced and i think it's interesting that the the, uh block of voters that is eroding under mr trudeau's feet happen to be women yeah. He's losing support yeah. Yeah. from women. Yes, he is. Well, look how he treated okay. Anna Lee Paul in the debates. Right. Yes, oh. that's exactly correct. And I'm glad she was part of the debate. Catherine, I have to take a break. And, you know, we told you we were going to do this. I had an opportunity um, shortly after 9-11 to speak with Ben Wainio, Mr. Wainio's 23-year-old daughter, Elizabeth. I think she's, she was 23. Was on Flight 93. That was the... Uh, the commercial flight in which the passengers attacked the hijackers and the, the plane crashed in a field near Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Uh, have a listen to uh, how Mr. Wainio described his daughter Elizabeth's action and her call home from that plane. I was at work and my wife had been watching TV since the time the first plane had hit. We had been in conversation with each other. And I was actually on the phone with my wife when my daughter called, and we have call waiting. And my wife said, can, can I take this other call? It could be our son. Our son works in Washington, D.C. And I said, sure, I'll hold on. And she was gone for the longest time, and I just waited and waited. In the meantime, my son called back and got a hold of me. And I, he said, I'm trying to get a hold of Mom. And I said, well, she's probably on the phone with somebody else. I'm on wait. I'm on hold for her. I said, I'll call you back. He said, well, I'm on my way home. Everything's fine. I called my wife back, and that's when she told me that Elizabeth had called from the plane, and her first words to my wife were, uh, Mom, do you know what's going on? And my wife, being the mother that she is, kind of located and said, no, what do you mean? And she says, well, I'm calling to say goodbye. Our plane has been hijacked. And uh, my daughter was as calm and as quiet as could be, but her breathing was a little shallow. And my wife said, just take some deep breaths and look out at the blue sky, and I've got my arms around you. And Elizabeth uh, proceeded to talk about her brother, her other sister, Sarah, her brother Tom. She told my wife, this is going to be harder on you than it is on me. 
and uh, my mother is buried about 30 miles from where this plane crashed. And Elizabeth told my wife, she said, I'm going to go be with my grandmothers, speaking to my mom and my wife's mother. We feel that Elizabeth was transcending herself. She knew what was coming, and she was ready for it. And there was no panic in, in her voice. There was no panic in the background, no screaming or anything of that nature. And she at one point said to my wife, she goes, I'm not saying much. And my wife said, you don't have to. She said, I'm with you. And then at the last thing that she said, she said, Mom, i got to go. I love you. We're getting ready to break into the cockpit. And then she had the courtesy to show you something about the character of my daughter. She had the courtesy to hang the phone up so my wife wasn't hanging on, listening to whatever might be happening. Mr. Ben Wainio about his daughter Elizabeth on Flight 93 um, on 9-11 20 years ago today. Catherine? Oh, breaks my heart. Just uh, unbelievably difficult. But, you know, I have to tell you about a lunch I attended yesterday uh, in commemoration of 9-11. And the main speaker was a former Major General. Major General David Fraser was his name. He was the main speaker. And he was talking about, you want to tie this to the election? He was talking about how incredibly difficult. He's working on his own steam as a private citizen now to get people out of Afghanistan. He said it is impossible to get the Canadian bureaucracy, those people that we pay so generously, to drop red tape, to do the right thing. He said other countries sent planes, we sent emails. And you know what the main problem is? The bureaucrats have not got their marching orders from the political class, from Trudeau and his cronies, because they're so wrapped up in the election. Catherine, I want to stay. I want to stay. With, I want to stay with nine eleven because we only have two minutes here, and we're actually going to begin with a good friend of yours, Maureen Basnick. He's going to be our yep. guest um, to start the next hour. Linda, when you heard uh, Mr. Wayneo, do you think of nine eleven? What are the thoughts you have? Oh my God, I, I, Roy! I have to admit, I got tears in my eyes right now. Um, what a terrible ordeal, and I'll never forget that day. And then, of course, having to go to the Toronto Sun and report on this, um, it, 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 my heart goes out to everybody. And here's my biggest worry: now that they have pulled out of Afghanistan, please, I hope we do not see more terrorist attacks. But okay, brace yourself. I spoke with Major General Jeffrey Schlosser, who's the former commanding officer of the 101st Airborne in Afghanistan. He believes what happened, what's happened there, is in fact going to lead, pulling out of Afghanistan will lead to a repeat, a return to the time mm-hmm. before 9-11. Michelle, we have about 45 seconds. When you heard Ben Wainio, when you think of those times, what do you think of? I, I go cold. That's my reaction when I, I'm overwhelmed with grief or emotion my whole body goes cold and I remember that day distinctly and last night uh, I was watching the CBC News and I was never a real fan of Mr. Kretchen's but I was uh, really in awe watching him at his current age describing what it felt like for him as the government leader and I thought he truly was a leader whether you liked it or not not like what we have. If you want to hear more, 
Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 